0: that's like one of our core principles is evolution. And we know how people are consuming content. So I'm constantly looking at the way other people are producing content. I'm looking at media companies outside of real estate because that's not the place to look, right? If I want to see forward-thinking media, I am looking at companies like Barstool Sport, like Valuetainment, like Reminder Media, like, you know, any any other company to see how they're producing these clips.
1: This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover
2: proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more, repeat, and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over a 100,000
1: entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash staypaidmarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash staypaidmarketing. Take action on that today.
2: Welcome to Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Akery. Before we bring in our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, and while you're there, drop us a review. We'll read it here on the show. This week's feature review comes from All Wines. Uh, They say, exceptionally informative and fun. Stay Paid Podcast has become my go-to real estate pick-me-up motivational podcast. It's very relatable and lots of fun to listen to every time they do a show. I always have good takeaways, and both the guys, their topics, and guests are so relatable. So thank you very much for that. I'm blushing right now. That nice review. I love it. Speaking of amazing guests that you guys are going to love, our guest today is Eric Simon, but you may know him better as The Broke Agent on Instagram. He's the founder of The Broke Agent and co-founder founder and chief of content at BAM, Broke Agent Media. He's also co host both the Over Ask podcast and The Walkthrough. Oh, Eric, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here.
0: Thanks for having me. I, I like reading the reviews at the beginning of an episode. That's brilliant to get more <laughs> reviews. And the fact that we never implemented that in our years of doing the over Ask podcast or the walkthrough, oh, I just sorry. learned something immediately during this episode. <laughs> so go. thank you for having me. I'm out. That's all I need. <laughs> that's that's it, man. It's info.
1: R&D, rip off and duplicate. It's yeah. my exactly. favorite method. I love doing R&D. No, man, I'm super excited to have you on. I joked, I mean, we're interviewing a celebrity here, man. The broke no. agent, I, we've been following your Instagram forever. You're hilarious. Forever. Yeah. But You have transitioned now from comedy. I mean, you're still doing some of the comedy to like real news. And I want to hear this story of like, how have you taken this brand, the broke agent, how you built that? And then this whole journey that you've been on to build this media company that I feel like, and maybe I'm totally wrong here, but it's competing with like Inman News. Um, yeah, and so those types to of, destroy
0: them. Yeah. And every <laughs> legacy media company in existence. So yes, exactly. Uh, oh,
1: this is going to, uh, this is going to be good. I can see the headline now. Uh, broke <laughs> agent founder says he will destroy Inman news. <laughs> I've
0: said that I've said that plenty of times before. So yeah. this wouldn't be the first headline of it. I've been trying to make my own headline about it. So yeah. perfect.
1: I love it, man. But if you can share with people like, um, this journey you've been on, of the brand and building the broke agent and then now transitioning to broke agent media.
0: Yeah. I mean, it started very naturally. The broke agent started as just the inner monologue of a agent who did not like selling real estate and sucked at selling real estate and had a bunch of inner anxieties about the selling process and lead generation process. I started this in 2015. So it's almost been nine years now, which is crazy. Yeah, Um, When I started when I was 25 years old and all I would do was have an inner monologue during an open house an inspection or after talking with a client. I would tweet it out and I would screenshot that tweet and post it to Facebook and Instagram and saw a following kind of quickly develop because there was no one else in the real estate space that was being that raw and authentic about the inner demons and anxieties and hardships that agents were having. I feel like everybody back in 2015, 16 was so bought into hustle and grind culture. And this still exists today, of course, but this was kind of during the uprise of the Gary V's and those, the Grant Cardone's and those sort of characters. And every real estate agent was just posting success after success after success, right? It was suited and booted, ties, selfies in front of cars, luxury real estate, motivational quotes, selfies at gyms, like everything... All real estate content
1: Wait turned a second. me off you're, beyond you're, belief. You're, you're saying my Instagram. That sounds a lot like my
2: Instagram. <laughs> yes. Maybe <laughs> the it selfies is. Adrenaline. I don't know. Like there's, there's a lot of people. I mean, it is a lot like my it.
1: Instagram, but probably shamefully set. So keep going though.
0: <laughs> Wait, look, nothing wrong with gym selfies every now yeah, and then. Yeah, but yeah. if that's you know 90% of the content in your real estate agent, I think maybe you should switch it up. But um <laughs> so basically the whole goal was just a place of solace almost for realtors. It was a place for me to get out. All the things i was feeling and i I never really envisioned like okay this is going to become a media company it was just like all right this is actually picking up traction this is cool this is funny this is a brand that people like so i'm going to keep doing it while i'm selling real estate because the real estate content fed the broke agent content and the broke agent to me was like the perfect release where i was like all right i'm not liking anything that i'm doing right now but i at least have this outlet to start growing a brand here. So very early on, I was proud that we built it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram simultaneously, which is really important for anyone building a brand to not go all in on one platform right off the bat. We had a YouTube channel. I even did a podcast at the beginning called Caravan Confessions, where I would have agents on telling their crazy stories about something that happened to them in real estate. I think that lasted like six, seven episodes. Um, but I was just trying different stuff to see like, all right, am I good on video? Uh, can I be funny in person? Should this be skits? Should it be posts? Like, what really is it? And then basically for three years, I just was growing it, right? Like, let's just keep posting on Instagram, keep posting on Facebook and Twitter, and let's just kind of see where this goes. So I could keep going, but I don't know if you want to direct the conversation anywhere else. I don't no, want to tell the entire story for 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> well, tell just a one little one bit. Monologue. I like i I'm curious, like you you know, we're doing real estate, you're doing the, the comedy stuff and, and really just an expression of what kind of what's happening to you. Um, and did you have success in real estate? I don't know if I've ever heard that side of the the story. Like, do you yeah, still sell real estate? <laughs> yeah. Do you still sell it today? Do you have, did you have success doing it or? I have my license today.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say I had success, maybe four or five deals per year, which in LA could kind of get you by, yeah, it's not bad but in LA. I was always doing odd jobs on the side as well. I was writing for a cryptocurrency at one time called Alpha Token. I was doing social media consulting. I was always oh, trying wow. to do different blogs and different kind of sports blogs. I was writing for something called Bacon Sports. So real estate was always like, okay, this is actually making money. And there was probably like a six month period where I actually fully, fully bought in. Where I actually knew what was going on. I knew all of the inventory. I was confident with my clients. I liked showing property. I liked, like, I saw open houses every Tuesday, every Saturday, every Sunday, and was sitting them every Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday. But there was always this pull to the broke where I was like, I'm really good at this. I like making people laugh. I get so much more enjoyment out of coming up with these captions, writing these blogs, and getting people to laugh and, and feel entertained. Like, that just felt like my lane so much more than selling real estate, where I felt like I was just playing the role of a real estate agent. So Mm. I wouldn't say I was a successful realtor. I mean, I called myself the broke agent, right? So there was kind of, there was a lot of truth (laughs) in everything that was going on. (laughs) Yeah. Horrible
1: move on my part, calling it the broke agent, yeah. by the way. That that took a lot to climb out of. That it, Well, I mean, it. I think it worked really well for you. It, I mean, it yeah. truly is hilarious. Now, so now talk about this shift, right? Because you have started BAM, which is the broke agent media. So you're shifting from obviously just doing this broke agent content that's more comedic and more just, you know, talking about the soullessness of what happens in real estate to actually reporting what I call like news, like timely content and content that is, you know, both educational educational and entertaining. Talk about that shift and what's made you go down this route.
0: Yeah. So it it, very naturally, the media company started building organically. So I want to say 2018, 2019, I started writing eBooks and more blog posts. I was writing for a company called The Close, where I was doing blog posts about Instagram strategy. And then I was doing eBooks to just basically build an email list. I didn't know what I was going to do with that email list, but I know I need to have an email list. I know I should start sending a newsletter. Then um during the pandemic in 2020, this guy, Ben Fisher from Long Beach, reached out to me and wanted to do funny content. And finally, like 2020, which was like the golden era of real estate content creation, where people were kind of locked in their homes. So people were on TikTok doing, you know, focusing way more on actually creating funny, entertaining content. This guy reached out to me, said, let's do a show. Called it the Broke News Network, BNN for short, short. And we did eight to 10 minute kind of SNL style Uh, videos that we posted to IGTV, which was stupid because Instagram TV was a complete failure. We should have been building this on YouTube into longer form content. But basically that show was marketing tips, real estate news, and then a funny story that happened in real estate. And we'd have it scripted out and I'd go to this guy's um, garage in Long Beach and film it in like a hundred degrees, but it was so fun. And I realized that I was actually decent on camera and that I liked the script writing and I liked the aspect of producing a show then matt leonetti hit me up it was like we got to do something he's in canada uh, it's still you know heart of the pandemic we said let's do a podcast he came up with the name overask yes matt you did 100% this is not my name he gets very <laughs> upset if i claim that i i came up with it um and we came up with the overask podcast which is you know really changed the brand because we started interviewing marketing experts in real estate and then it became agent tactics and it became door knocking and cold calling and basically just had all the industry experts you could think of on the Silver podcast. As I'm building that, the email list is building. We actually start getting some sponsorships. I'm doing more blog posts, I'm doing more eBooks. And then I connect with Byron Lazine, who's been my good friend for years in the industry, who I met at a real estate conference in 2016. He had a media company. The guy is a real estate media savant. He knows about real estate news. This is something I'm not even that interested in, to tell you the truth. I like sports, but I love marketing. So we combine marketing, with his knowledge of real estate news and basically formed Broke Agent Media, which is now just bam, because we dropped the name Broke. And then we combined the podcast that he was doing, which is the real word, and then added a bunch of creators and podcasts to basically form in our head what we thought was going to be the barstool sports of real estate, where you have the legacy media companies and then us kind of breaking down the news and then delivering it to you in a more entertaining and valuable way. So all very natural. It was never like this is the master plan, let's create a media company, like from the start of the Broke Agent. But as I started adding these assets and creators and realizing that there's so much talent in the real estate space of people that could do podcasts and do video and do skits and do blogs, that that's when it really came to be. And then Byron and I formed our partnership um and then launched Broke Agent Media on in April of 2022. And now we have uh, a, a big staff. We actually have writers, we have editors, that's we have a video man. team we have multiple podcasts. I want to say we have six or seven right now. Woo. We have creators that are working exclusively for us. And yeah, we're on a mission to take over real estate media. And I think we're doing a good job at it.
1: Yeah,
2: that's crazy. Yeah, that is awesome. What are your goals with BAM then kind of looking forward? What are you hoping to accomplish? Where, where are you I mean, it? I want to destroy Nar at some point. <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> I want to take over. I wondered that based uh, on one, one of your more recent yeah, posts. I was yeah.
1: going to say you're attacking <laughs> Nar a little bit right now because of yeah, well, the for, scandals for reason. and the Yes, the stuff exactly. that's going on. And
0: they, they do nothing for real estate agents. But I, there, there was never a media company that existed when I was a real estate agent that I found interesting or entertaining. Mm-hmm. I felt it was just boring blog posts behind six or seven different paywalls that were feeding me information that either I knew or that wasn't even being articulated to me in a way that agents actually understand. We have actually agents on our staff. Byron is the number one team in Connecticut. He knows what the hell he's doing. I know what I'm doing with marketing. All of our creators are actual agents practitioners that sell real estate, sell an enormous amount of real they'll say, know what they're talking about. And we know that people consume content differently now. They don't just go on a website, right? You don't just necessarily type in content. You get content fed to you yeah. on your phones through social media. We're a scroll first generation. And the media companies that exist right now that aren't damn in real estate and maybe the real deal, um, they're just pushing out blogs and sending out emails and they're hosting events, but I'm not seeing any video content. I'm not seeing the social first content that people want to get where they don't necessarily want to read a full blog post, which we have great blog posts, but they want to see a carousel swiper. They want to see a clip from a podcast. They want to see it broken down in actual short form video. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. And our goal is to become the biggest real estate media company, like straight up. Like we want the biggest conferences. We want the uh, biggest virtual events. We want the biggest email list, YouTube channel. We want it all.
1: Yeah, no, well, that well you're so right about, like, I had never thought about that with Inman News, because uh, I'm a subscriber of Inman News, Yeah, and we've been in the industry a long time, so I, I read their stuff, but you're right, it's not video-based, it's not social-first, uh, it's mainly just email blast-oriented to me, and that's how I kind of get into that feed. Can you talk a little bit about, like, how you see like content in terms of distribution, because I think that can apply our audiences, a lot of real estate agents, but we also have financial advisors, insurance agents that listen. When you think about the content and how to you know, come up with it, how to distribute it, Like, what do you think strategy-wise uh, in terms of being able to do that at a mass scale without getting, here's our pain point. I guess I'll throw a pain point in there to make it relevant. Our pain point is we've built content machines here at Reminder Media to pump out content but it lacks sexiness appeal. Like it gets very just mundane and it's just the same type of thing over and over again because you built a successful machine to pump out a ton of content, but you're getting the same type of template every single time. No, no offense. Josh is like looking at me <laughs> no like, taken. wait, what are you saying about my content? But that's like the problem, I think, when you're trying to do it at mass levels is you just do the same thing over and over and over again and it's templated. So how do you combat that?
0: Well, we evolve Um that that's like one of our core principles is evolution and we know how people are consuming content so i'm constantly looking at the way other people are producing content i'm looking at media companies outside of real estate because that's not the place to look right if i want to see forward thinking media i am looking at companies like barstool sport like valuetainment like reminder media like you know any any other company to see how they're producing these clips to say okay you know, this one needs a powerful hook, it needs all these jump cuts, and these these captions popping up, and then it needs to call to action at the end. Are they using audio? Are they not using audio? Okay, maybe the clips aren't working right now. Maybe the algorithm is not feeding um, Instagram reels as much. So how can we turn this into a carousel post? How can we screenshot one of the actual clips and use that as a preview slide to swipe then to the clip? Cause that'll capture someone's attention more. So I'd say num- like the number one principle is evolving and then also consuming so much content that you actually see what's working because Mm. if you're just mass producing content and and it's the same thing and you're expecting different results it's not going to happen because you're not seeing how these other companies are evolving how other content is being produced i don't know if that necessarily answered the question but we we look at meet like a, a news story like the nar story for example and then we think how do we distribute this it's a blog post about the story. Then that blog post. How can I break that blog post down into a carousel Instagram post that captures people attention with the first slide, gives them information, and then says like a, a you know blanket statement about NAR at the end to solicit as many comments as possible. Then with that post, how can we turn that post into a video clip? Okay, Byron's going to do a podcast on the real world about NAR, and then that's a twenty minute long form podcast that's going to get two or three clips about NAR that we could then mass produce, and then. What can I do on the broke agent account to boost the signal of everything that's happening in BAM? And then yeah. that's when I said, what does NARA actually do for us? Like we're paying dues that are being used for lawsuits. Um, I, I forgot the actual post, but it was a post that got like, you know, 10,000 likes and over a thousand comments that I collab with wow. the BAM Jeez. post. I'm constantly thinking, like, how do we, you know, get this in front of as many people as possible? Let me pull up that post actually.
1: Yeah, that's uh, crazy. How do you control the brand? I'm just curious in the sense of like you're in a really unique position because you're going to have things said all the time that are a representation of BAM, right? But Mm -hmm. it's also news and you got to let the writer write. Like how do you control the brand that they're not doing stuff off what you would want? Or do you not care how controversial?
0: No, of course I care. I'm I'm the chief of content. I I look at all this stuff. I don't read, you know, every sentence of every blog post like I did at the beginning, but I, I wholeheartedly trust our writers, our editing team. There's no clip that isn't posted without me because I actually post the clips. So okay. if there's a podcast, you know, 30, 40 minute podcast, we get three clips out of it. I'm going back and forth with the clip team on what the actual content should be. Like we we just put out a, a real world video that I thought had a kind of misleading title about, about NAR, and then we switched it up. So it, before anything's actually published, we have an entire system where I'm getting sent the thumbnail, getting sent the captions, Getting sent the blogs beforehand to see everything that's going on, but I trust our writers, trust our video staff, so most of it, it's it's fine.
1: That's super helpful to hear. I love hearing that because obviously you have a big media company at this point and growing, and the fact that you're still involved and looking at every clip is super powerful to hear for someone like myself. I heard one time like Russell Brunson was still writing his emails, and that yeah, I still was did the emails. Yeah, that that was a with, powerful with thing for me too because it's like as a uh, business leader, you're constantly trying to get leverage by taking yourself out of a stage, but you never want to take yourself too much out to where it loses its actual authenticity or it actually what it was. So it's, yeah. a, it's a hard balance to play.
0: But we're always trying to still have the DNA of the broke agent within all the BAM content. So anywhere that we could actually add humor, make it unfiltered, make it more quick hitting, that's what we do differently than these other companies that are kind of more watered down and just kind of giving you, whether it's the facts or not, they're just giving you the story. Like we're actually giving opinions on stories. The the real estate industry seems to be so soft in the sense that anytime you criticize anybody, whether it's in a Facebook group or on an Instagram post, you have all these people come out and say, oh, don't do that. That's horrible. Like we all you know have to be in this together. It's like we should call out that sucks, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's something that's happening with NAR or uh, content that sucks, like we want to be real with the audience. Like we want the audience to consume our content and trust us because they know they're going to get it to us, get it from us straight. Uh, That post just said, um, so this is right after the NAR controversy. It said, so let me get this straight. We pay NAR hundreds of dollars a year to sell our information, throw terrible conferences, overpay executives who do nothing, fund lawyers to handle scandals and to preach a code of ethics that they aren't following themselves. And then I screenshot it. And then I did a meme about NAR leadership. And then I screenshotted from Byron's post, just how much all their executives are getting paid. So that was just an example of how to distribute the content from BAM onto the broke agent.
1: Hey, real estate agents, are you looking for an incredible way to generate a consistent flow of new leads for your business? Try our Facebook lead generation program. The hardest thing for real estate agents when it comes to running Facebook ads is you're not sure how to create an audience on Facebook's management to actually be effective. You're not sure what the copy should be or the creative for the ad and even how much you should spend every single day to make sure you get a consistent flow of leads. We take care of all of that for you. Our team of Facebook lead generation experts have your back. After spending millions in Facebook ads ourselves, we know which ads generate the best leads and we'll set everything up for you. Some of our clients have spent as little as $10 a day on their ads and are getting an average of 34 new leads every month. Plus, there's no contract and you can pause your ads whenever you like. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidFollowUp and start getting a regular flow of new leads as soon as tomorrow. That's remindermedia.com slash paid follow up. Take action on this today.
2: Talk about you mentioned conferences in there. Talk about conferences because I know that's something that you've been you've been doing and you have by the time this comes out, you would have just had Bam Camp. I'm not sure if you have one yes. coming out after this, uh, uh, after that one. But what made you get into the conference space? How is that different from some of these other conferences going on? Well, if this comes out,
0: Bam Camp was incredible. It was the best real <laughs> estate conference in the history of real estate, and it went off without a hitch. Is this Everybody the first one, or, or have <laughs> is this have you done Bam Camp already? I haven't done Bam Camp. We've done Bam Bash, so we found okay. two parties at Tom Ferry conferences, which were huge. First one was like three hundred people. Jeez, uh, the one we just threw in August twenty second. Um, this year was four hundred people on a rooftop bar. Whole point of that is to make the brand more tangible. We have all these creators and you know, influencers or, you know, big agents that work with us and for us that people like them. People like hanging out with them. People like partying with us. And I like partying and it's, (laughs) it's just, it's part of, it's part of the broke agent brand, right? It's part of BAM. It's like, we want to make real estate more fun. I've been to a bunch of real estate happy hours that are not fun. And we wanted to have a DJ. We want it to be a potential pool party. We want people getting hammered and having a great time. And wait, that sounds
1: like-, like a lot of real estate conferences I've been to. There's yeah. a lot of hammered yeah, yeah, people. You're right. No. You're right. <laughs> Look,
0: we're not the first people to throw real estate happy hours. I'll tell you that. And you know, maybe cut that. We want people to get hammered. Part, but we we want people to associate the brand with fun and excitement. Yeah. And that's that's what we bring to these conferences. So the reason we want to do more in person events is because we want to show what we could deliver value wise and it creates an enormous amount of FOMO. It it makes the brand tangible, right? There's a reason why Inman news has been so powerful so long. They throw good conferences. Mm. They have a huge conference twice a year. They have luxury connect. They have little satellite conferences and we can't be a media company and not be in the event space. And we think we're going to do it different than everybody else. So hopefully when this came out, when this comes out, bam camp crushed i love it
1: i'm I'm sure it will man knowing you guys' track record i'm sure it will speaking of like um getting your opinion on things because you're putting opinions out i'd love to throw some rapid fire questions at you to see your take um so
0: it's nothing on the real estate market because i don't know what the hell i'm talking about
1: (laughs) no it's uh ai right ai is all the the latest greatest like do you think ai is going to push uh, real estate agents out um of the market what's your opinion i don't think.
0: I, I think it's like anything, the agents that don't use AI will get left behind, just like the agents who don't use content marketing or video will get left behind. We were just talking at the Tom Ferry conference. Like, I want to say 50, 60% of the conference was about AI. And I actually got a ton of anxiety about how we're not utilizing it enough. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to replace agents or necessarily push people out. I think it's just going to leave people behind, if nice. that's kind of,
1: okay. That next, makes sense. next rapid fire question is, obviously there's this huge... Shift happening with EXP and Real versus the Keller Williams and the Remaxes. Uh, where do you see? Do you see Keller Williams eventually dying? That type of brokerage dying if they don't shift to being like an EXP and a Real when it comes to not only commission splits, but like with RevShare, with, with RevShare rev ability to be uh, more uh, ability to open up in different states faster for agents. Like, do you have any opinion on that? Of this whole, I call it the battle that's happening at the top with these brokerages. But any opinion on that?
0: I don't know. I feel like some of these companies like EXP and I I mean, how many agents is real at now? Like 10, 10, 12,000 already. Um, I think it attracts a lot of agents that want to use their influence to grow their downlines for sure. And I think that then a lot of those agents stop selling real estate, which is kind of the goal of these brokerages, right? So I, I don't really, I, I don't really have an answer for that. No, I just, but I
1: think you're you're down the path I would go too, man. I think it okay. is a multi-level marketing. I mean, all great sales businesses are multi-level marketing. I don't view it as a bad thing, but at the end of the day, I think you're spot on. It's attracting agents that can recruit a downline. And mm-hmm. the the key will be in can they continue to sell real estate with that downline. Okay, next question for you. I'll just say this: yeah. like
0: Real's done a great like I have a ton of funds at Reel, friends at friends at Real, and I, I feel like they were going about it in a better way than EXP. Where you would speak to an EXP agent, and EXP's kind of come off this a little bit too over the last three or four years, where they were so heavy recruiting. Real does a good job at throwing these masterminds and events and Mm. they attract people with content marketing. So it does feel way more natural. And the people at the top there that I know are great people. It's just, I feel like it is going to attract a certain agent where they're like, oh shit, like I could just grow my downline and I could just like produce content and become a speaker. And obviously this is all going to get watered down the more and more they grow. Like if you join real six months from now, a year from now, and you still have those same aspirations of having a 2000 person downline, it's just not going to be the same as it is at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Great point. Um, when you're a master at social, man, we look up to you in social, um, when you think of the platforms of the future, um, like where would you tell people to focus YouTube, TikTok X, like what, where's your heart and soul? Uh, my heart and soul is
0: with Instagram, yep. but I would say focus on YouTube and email growth. Email growth you actually own. You own your email addresses. You are not uh, at the mercy of an algorithm like you are with Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and I mean, even YouTube. So, but but YouTube would be my my second choice because if you're trying to create a real estate business, hyper-local YouTube channel is by far the easiest and best route to go in the sense that you could have 500 subscribers, 100 subscribers, 1,000 subscribers, and that algorithm will work so well for you in a specific location. Coming up with titles and thumbnails that people are actually searching, that that conversion rate is so much better than the conversion rate that you get on Instagram. You could have 50,000 Instagram followers, but will that actually convert? Will people even see your post? Will people Mm. actually click on a link on your stories? Are people going to get more information from you out of a short form video when they could build a ton of trust for you from a long form video, those four or five minute videos on YouTube, that sort of trust that you're building because you're just talking to them for a longer time, they really get to know you. They're more likely to work with you. So I would say, look at the people like Ken Posack in Orlando. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow him, but he's building an entire media company with the, the Orlando real, Um, and his YouTube channel where he's just created all these systems and all these incredible videos and short form from his videos. Like if you, if you're doing long form videos, you have something to send an email, you have five or six clips to cut it up from you are attracting all those people that are just searching on YouTube. Like, like your actual consumers I mean, it's YouTube and email are the best is the answer. It's
1: interesting. We've been hearing that a lot. Yeah, YouTube can Top, to up, top yeah. performers in multiple industries that YouTube keeps coming up as like the place to be. Um, last yeah. question in rapid fire from me is, um, you know, obviously very successful and I've obviously overcome a lot and great mindset and all this stuff. Um, what's your uh, book that you would recommend or... Um, it doesn't have to be a book. It could be, you know, someone you follow, but who has really fed into you where you have been able to grow the way you have?
0: Yeah, I've I've read like three books, honestly. <laughs> I've read, you I know, knew Holes, it. I knew Prisoner of <laughs> <laughs> hole. What do you mean you knew it? How could you know it? Just by talking to me, you knew i have only read three books?
1: I mean, you, I was just like, yep, yeah, he's like
0: me. No, I don't not, like the he's book not question. a reader. Don't he don't came There's in. The, yeah. book, the book or the quote question, I don't know. I, I like... I, I honestly do like Tom Ferry a lot. He's been a great mentor and watching at his conference, he had this this like 30 minute talk after lunch on the first day of how he was showing his revenue growth mm. and how you know some some years it went down and went up and he was just talking about like he just never quit. Mm. And I know that's so cliche to say, but that's a principle that I've used like I never stop posting. I never stopped producing content. This has been nine years of doing this. There's a reason this brand has survived. And it's because we show up every single day. Like there's That's an awesome. email every single day. There's a YouTube video every day. There's Instagram posts every single day. There's no days off. It's a media company. Like you don't go on CNN or Fox News and there's just no posts up, right? So um, That's awesome. I mean, TF's been a great inspiration and just seeing that the number one coach just talks about how he never stopped. That really, that really resonated with me. I could have done better than that, but that's
1: dude. You can't you can't fail if you never quit. No, that was awesome. I will say this: what changed the game for me because I wasn't a reader was Audible, and then learning how to listen on one point five to two X speed. Yeah, got those audio. I gotta gotta (laughs) hit that up, dude. If you (laughs) (laughs) haven't. done that like it really did change the game for me of like
2: because i'm not a, a reader i love what you switch mom, it you can see it goes like, from like a 12 hour book to a six hour book you're like, oh,
1: yeah, 1.5 1.8 speed at first you think it's a different language and then your brain just adjusts like the human brain it's a wild. right and then you know like, that
0: there's a ton of books like i one time in 2017 2018 i bought a bunch of entrepreneur books i bought like a, th- a couple of gary v books crush it um, there's some Peter Thiel book sitting right there that I've never read. Zero to One, <laughs> maybe it's called. And I know that I need to read books because I'm just losing so much information. I just consume so much content on YouTube. I, I consume all that self-help entrepreneurial yeah. like, marketing practices on YouTube, but I'm literally just like making eggs or something. I always have. My headphones in. So that's kind of my books, but I need to read because I need to also improve my vocabulary for sure.
2: Well, you're doing pretty well without it, Eric. Yeah, we really appreciate really following you. your journey and for coming on the podcast here to talk with us today. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you and learn about BAM.
0: Yeah, go on nowbam.com. We got daily blogs, subscribe to our email list, go on the Now BAM YouTube channel, follow the Broke Agent and subscribe to BAM X. This is our course platform. We want to uh, revolutionize real estate education. We have My Instagram course, we have objection handling, we have uh, how to handle Zillow leads, we have a YouTube course for agents, and we have our entire private community and live streams. So check out BamMax, it's literally 120 bucks a year, 15 bucks a month. If you go monthly, it's a no brainer. Yeah, it's nothing. And tons of value. So get in there.
2: Love it, man. Thanks again. Thank you all for listening. You can get all those links that Eric mentioned over at staypaidpodcast.com along with the show notes for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five star review along with a comment. The best way to support the show is simply to share the podcast with someone that you know. If you want to get hold of me, or Luke, you can email us at podcast at podcastremindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at staypaidpodcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike.
1: Guys, I'm Luke Akre, Eric Man. Thank you so much. You really are an inspiration. We've been watching your content, listening to your content for a long time. So really appreciate you. And I'm glad that you never quit because I'm loving what you're putting out. So really appreciate it. The action item for everybody listening to this that we want you to take away. I mean, just in listening to the guy, you get inspired. Um, by how he thinks about content, what he does for his brand. And I want to challenge you to think about your brand uh, for a second. And one thing is, do you know who you are and do you know what you represent? And are you involved in that content? Um, Because I think it's really easy to uh, get into this system of leverage so much where you're outsourcing everything to VAs, you're using AI to clip up your reels. Like you have no real actually investment in your content. And that was like super powerful to hear that he's still reviewing all of the stuff. It doesn't matter how big he's gotten. He's still reviewing all the stuff. And that was really powerful for me to hear. And I want you to think about YouTube, right? Because we are hearing YouTube over and over and over again. You got to take action on it. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today.